0: The content of this episode should not be confused with treatment advice or direction given from a mental health professional. Nothing contained in this podcast was made or intended to supplement or supersede relations with mental health providers or treatment. While Jeremy Levitt is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a mental health provider in this podcast. The same is considered for any professional that may appear on the show. Their views are solely their own and do not reflect any company or profession they may represent. Welcome to Mind the Gap, where teens have a voice and parents learn to listen to that voice. Here we will talk with teens about their everyday challenges and accomplishments and learn what they are facing daily and what their needs are. As parents, we will learn valuable skills from a licensed marriage and family therapist on how to be aware of the gap in communication and close that gap. Welcome to Mind the Gap. Hey, welcome everybody back to Mind the Gap. We're excited to be back. Again, it's been a little bit, but we're kind of recovering from our trip to Hawaii. Both Jeremy's family and my family both went to Hawaii at the same time. It just happened to be that way and it was so fun. We went out there with some of our family, and I think Jeremy went with your family too, right? Yep, we did. So we both ended up in Hawaii at the same time. We talked about this like a year ago that we were going to end up in Hawaii, and we actually did. So funny. So anyway, we went out to spend Thanksgiving, and we're back and recovering and trying to get back into the routine of things with school and work and life. And we are so excited for today's episode. It's going to, we're changing the pace just a little bit, and we're bringing on a little bit younger of a crowd. But I think it's really important because it's, I think it's great to start some of these conversations at a younger age, and how can we start to. Learn skills to talk to our kids um, at a younger age and not wait until they're teenagers. And so I'm excited to have Jeremy help us navigate some of those questions and figure out how to start some, just some fun conversations with our kids so that we start building relationships of trust. And I want to welcome our guest today. Today we have my two daughters and Jeremy's son. So here's Remington. Remington, can you say hi? Hi. And Remington is 10 and we have Alyssa.
1: Hi,
0: Alyssa's 12 and we have Deacon. Hi. Deacon, how old are you? 10. Deacon's 10. So anyway, we're going to get the perspective of two 10 year olds and a 12 year old today on what they are experiencing about life and we're gonna have a lot of fun. So they're all a little nervous. So if you hear lots of little giggles in between, (laughs) that's because they're all sitting here not knowing what to say yet. So anyway, we're excited. I think I want to start out with maybe a question for Jeremy. Mm-hmm. How do we build a relationship with our younger children so that when they become teenagers, we have that relationship of trust where when things do maybe start to become more of an issue or more important that, you know, we already have that relationship so we can talk to our children?
2: Yeah. So you hit the keyword there. It's definitely all about trust. And it's hard because we... I don't know if you guys know this, but it might seem like dad or mom don't do much throughout the day, but we got a lot going on and we're always trying to manage all these different things in our head. And so sometimes it's not the first thought to do some of these things we're going to talk about today. But really what it comes down to is building that level of trust where we can communicate about heavy things or harder things or more difficult things, and the only way to really do that is to, to start talking about the things that don't necessarily matter, so matter in air quotes, so much. If we're not talking every day about the little things that, you know, don't tend to matter, then it's going to feel a lot more difficult to talk about the harder things, and so that would look like, you know, asking how the day was, what did you like about school today, what are your dreams, hopes, and aspirations, and not yes and no questions. Right, those don't work because you're going to get a yes or no, and then it's going to stop. Right,
0: that's so true.
2: But open-ended questions, we need lots of those that seem trivial. Like every day, it's not trivial because you're building an opportunity and you're creating an environment so that when it is hard, you can talk about it.
0: Yeah. So i I've made it a point whenever I pick up my kids, I say, "Okay, Mm -hmm. so how was dance, or how was tennis, or how was..." piano, when they walk in from piano, I say, and usually you can read their body language even before they get in the car or before they walk in, you know, when they're walking in the door, you can read body language. And one of my favorites is, and maybe I shouldn't tattle on you, Remy, but when Remington comes in from piano, even without asking, I know how piano went for her body language, but I still make it a point to ask because I want to be able to have that communication with Remington. So I have a question for Remy because she's sitting right here next to me. How does it make you feel when you walk in from piano, either whether it's been good or bad, and I say, hey, Remington, how was piano today? I would
1: usually say, okay. And si- sometimes I would just like kind of put my books down and then I would just walk around and then. Just- I feel like you're okay is like. Oh, it wasn't very good. Yeah, I'm just like happy to be home because I really, it's just not a thing for me, but I'm going to try and do it when I grow up. So,
0: so Remington doesn't, it's hard because you, when you're little, you don't love to practice. And when you sometimes right. when you go to piano lessons, it's, it's tough when you come home and it's, it's a little rough sometimes. So if she comes home and it's, I can tell it's been a rough piano lesson and I'm like, Hey, how was piano? And I can see it all over her face, you know? And I just still want to get her to talk to be able to open up. Keep her her mouth moving, yes. yes. And to keep her expressing. But I'm wondering if that frustrates you, if you'd rather me just be quiet and not ask you.
1: No, I like when you ask me because then it would be like, because you always do. And if you didn't, then I would be like, oh, like I didn't even – no, Remy got
0: here or something like that. So. Okay, well, that's good to know. I'll keep asking.
2: That's good. <laughs> yeah. And Remy and Deacon are kind of reaching the age, and I don't know if Remy is this way, but Deacon was definitely this way where, he, you know, he, he couldn't keep his mouth shut. Yep. He would talk, 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 talk ask questions, ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. But they're kind of reaching an age where that stops. And so, I don't know, you have teenagers too, and maybe even Alyssa's kind of this way already. Like, where you go how was your day it was good and that's it right my older boys that way i don't know if your older boys are that way
0: no you know what? they're both very different so austin i could get he i didn't even have to ask austin he would get in the car and go mom you never even believe what happened at school today he instantly just told me he just always wanted to tell me luke on the other hand was like hey luke how's school day it's fine it was a well, day did you learn anything yeah. no <laughs> did you meet anybody yeah mom you
2: know that's that leads us to when we're asking these questions so like like i always try i'm not very good at this yet but i'm still i'm really good at it at work but at home i'm not and maybe it's just because i'm tired of work but um asking a little bit more specific open-ended questions so instead of saying how was your day today it could be tell me the what, what what was good about piano and what did what sucked about piano Right? Or what was your least favorite part of piano? What was your favorite part of I piano? I like when
3: you ask those questions.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, what was your favorite part of your day? And what was your what was the hardest part of your day?
1: I always like when my mom, after either dance or violin, asks how it went, because I'm one of those talky, talky, nonstop mm-hmm. talky persons. So I feel like I just I don't know. I like I like when she asks us, because then I I like to tell. Because I was gone for three hours from her and she probably wants to know what I was doing yeah. for those three hours. So I like to tell her like everything that happened, all the drama, all the If shit. something
2: really hard happened to you, let's just say something really like emotional happened and you were really... Is it easy to talk to mom about it or is it harder to talk to mom about it?
1: I think it's easier to talk to her about it because... Well, like I said, I just you always like talked yeah. about anything. But just because I'm also like used to talking to her I guess like yeah it's not awkward to talk to her about stuff like That's good I tell her all the drama I tell her all the sad things that happen I tell her all the happy things just everything
2: so what we're hitting on here is and it's really important kids need attunement they need to know that you get what they're saying even if like I know sometimes we as parents are like well, well we need to nip that in the butt or we need to like correct that way of thinking or right and we want to correct and we want to be like well maybe this or maybe that but the first thing we need to do is just sit there in a tune or another word for that would be empathy. Give them the empathy, let them know you understand them and then we can teach later. Right.
0: Yeah. I remember years ago before I had teenagers, I think Austin was coming up maybe 12, maybe 13. I had a friend who told me don't ever not listen because when, as soon as you have that moment where you don't listen, they're going to feel like, okay, it's not important to mom.
2: I'm not going to listen. Yeah.
0: And so sometimes like I've even when I've had a bad day or I've had a long day and the kids get in the car and they want to just go off I go okay I have to listen and don't say hey not right now I don't want to listen I don't care because I don't ever want that moment to slip by when they have do have something really important to say and I'm not there yeah so like I said even when I've had a bad day I always make sure that I listen and then I acknowledge what they say and even if, I'm, even if I'm a million miles away in my own brain, because that happens, honestly, yep, it's yep. called mom fog brain, yep, yep. <laughs> and we have it, I will still try and listen and engage and at least respond and acknowledge what they say, because I don't ever want that moment to go by where they get in the car and they don't want to talk Yeah, or come home from school or well, practice or whatever it is and don't talk.
1: Yeah, like the question that Jeremy asked, Like to Alyssa, how like Alyssa is super talky about like, it's easy to talk to our parents about this and this. It's like hard for me to talk about the things that I want to tell her because it's like hard to say for me Mm -hmm. because I'm not like a talky person kind of.
0: I'm more of a quiet, quiet girl or something. (laughs) That is very true. So Alyssa and Remy are very different. Alyssa doesn't have any problem expressing herself, and she has the words and the vocabulary to do it. I think, and I think Remington struggles with the words to get out, and so maybe Jeremy can give us some. Yeah, she knows what she wants to say, but it's hard for her to verbalize. So maybe Jeremy can give us some tools on how to help you express it. Because this is exactly what happened the other day. Maybe it was a week or two ago, and I could tell something was up with Remy. She's normally a pretty happy kid, but something was just not, I could just tell something was off. So I was saying, Remy, what's, what's the matter? What's going on? Just tell me what you're feeling or what's going on. And she honestly kept saying, I don't know. And that's
2: an honest answer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And she just like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm feeling something, but I don't know how to express to you, mom, kind of what's going on in my little brain, you know? And I couldn't get it out of her. And so we were both like, okay, (laughs) but we didn't. And I didn't have the skills set to go. Okay, I don't know how to help Remington feel better. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to help her express what she's feeling. So we were both trying to figure it out, weren't we, Remy? And I don't know that we ever figured out. We just kind of left it. But we made it. We made a little bit of an effort, didn't we? Yeah.
2: It's hard. And I'll tell you. Let's go back to listening for a minute, Deacon. Here's here's a a little chance to tell on Dad a little bit. Okay. So how does it feel? Because I you are kind of like Alyssa. Deacon, you have potential to get really emotional, right? He's making fun of my hand motions. It's <laughs> we hilarious. should have a video of all this that's going on. <laughs> and what does that look like for you? When, when, I, when you don't feel like me and mom are listening to you, right? Because sometimes mom and dad are wrong and we're trying to fix it and we're trying to tell you what to do instead of just listening to you. What happens?
3: Yeah, so sometimes I'm like, I asked you, or mom a question and I just get a, a like an answer that's totally not related at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm very depressed because of it.
2: You're very depressed because of it. And what does that look like when when you don't feel like we're understanding you? What does that look like?
3: I feel like you're not listening. And what do you do? Uh, I feel sad.
2: Yeah, and what is that looking when you get sad? What does that look like?
3: I go to my dog and
2: cuddle. You do do that. That's a good. That's a good skill. But sometimes you start to get angry, don't you? Yes. And sometimes there's a little bit of a fit, huh? Mm-hmm. And he, you are very good at saying. and This is very emotionally intelligent of you. I want you to know this. Of can we just stop? I need to calm down. And then he'll go to his room. And he'll calm down and give him five ten, five, ten minutes and we're back to normal and we can talk about it. Because mom have, and dad have had a chance to calm down and Deacon's had a chance to calm down. Is that helpful? Wouldn't you do that?
3: Yeah, I especially need the dog too.
2: Yeah, the dog is, is I love that. it's his dog. But it's really cool. if if we did that more often, do you think that would go better? Yes. Yeah, I think so too.
3: Sometimes I'm just like, don't talk to me for a little bit. We can do this later. But then you keep on talking. I keep
2: talking. Because I'm a dad and I want to fix it. And I feel like I'm right in that moment. And I need to remember that I don't need to solve this right now. I just need to listen. And I've already kind of ruined that. So let me give him some time to think and to calm down. And then we can talk about it and I can listen.
0: Deacon, that's really cool. That's a really cool skill that you have. And I think that's something... Thanks for sharing because I think that's really important for other kids to learn to listen to. And I think it's okay as a child to be able to tell your parent that. And as parents, we need to be able to listen to our kids. And if our kids are saying that, then we need to take a step back. So to my daughters that are sitting here, tell every once in a while when we start getting a little hyped up, Maybe just say, you know what, I just need a few minutes. You usually like, just start singing. You're like, if we get stressed, you're like, la, la,
1: ba. or what's that one song you sing when we just start getting mad at you or something? Yeah. We're like getting mad at oh our siblings or something, and she starts singing love at like home or something. Yeah. love songs. Love songs. Like, ironic songs. Just song. stop.
0: <laughs> I actually just did that the other day, but because they were all fighting, it's and I, funny. Like, I just started she does singing
1: that all the time. We're oh. like, stop there's beauty singing. all
0: around when there's love at home. Yeah. Or something. I, I think don't that, do that happens a often.
1: lot. Sometimes
2: I'm, when, t- I'm stealing that one when these two fight. time. Yeah. So. you just <laughs> I'll belt it out opera seeing- style.
1: When like we ask questions to our parents and we don't like the answer, we're like, "No, that's not the answer I was looking for." Like, because like we want to ask you because we think you know or something. And then if this happens to me a lot, or if, if you don't have the answer that I want, I get like mad because. Because mom
0: and dads are supposed to know everything. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We don't. Yes. It's like when I ask a question with a five, sorry, a seven sentence paragraph.
0: My mom, she didn't even like, she was like, what the heck is that? Actually, you called it something else. They have new terminology for school today. And I really honestly don't know some of the terminology. Yeah, I
2: don't know the new stuff.
0: Yeah. I'm like, you're learning new stuff. I And I, I think it's okay to admit. We don't know. I don't know at all. I admit all the time. I don't know that. I'm getting less and less able to help my kids the older they are in school.
2: It's kind of scary. So You guys are going to be smarter than us, just so you know.
3: Like, I don't need help at school. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's
2: me. You need help staying on task at school. <laughs> Remember when we got an email? You're a very smart kid. Very smart. But remember when we got that message from your teacher saying he hasn't done any of his IXL for the whole year? Remember that?
3: <laughs> and then I had to do IXL every single day. And the reason is,
2: minutes. is because you're probably doing eighth or ninth grade math and your board is all get out at this stuff you're doing. Yeah, He's we need, shaking a, his head, yeah. Yeah, we need yeah. to help. Him. We just need to help you stay on task. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about the feelings and not knowing how you feel. So I always tell parents this. Very rarely is a kid or a teenager, specifically a teenager, but you guys are kind of getting close to that age too. Very rarely are they being dishonest when they say they don't know when you ask them a question about how they're feeling. Okay. Or even like, Hey, what do you want to do tonight at eight? I don't know. It's just, they haven't had time to think about it. They don't know how to process it. So I don't know is a really good answer, but it kind of opens the door for you to help them explore that. And the worst way to do that, and I do this sometimes with my kids, is, is it, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And sometimes that's helpful because you're right, and then it helps them have a word for it, but very often we have no idea.
3: You do that every single time we're going out to eat.
2: Well, that's a whole different thing, so. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's
1: funny. That was the exact same thing I was thinking. Of when you're like, if we're trying to give you options, I, I immediately started thinking of food.
2: Yeah, so it is helpful to kind of say, like, here's some things I think you're feeling. Is it any of those? But you have to be prepared that it's none of those two.
1: It's like none of the. It's either like a question. None of the above. Yep. Or like just at least one or something.
2: And I think the hard part is kids sometimes don't realize you can feel more than one thing at a time. You could have three or four or five feelings going on at once. So something that works with. Teenagers and kids. So teenagers, I they, they have a little bit a little of a larger understanding of emotional intelligence and what some of these words mean. So I really like emotion wheels for them. There's like, I don't know, like probably 200 emotions on that thing that they can be like, okay, that's it. They just need a word for what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. But with kids, I really, really, really like emoji charts. <laughs> right? So it's just a chart of all these different emotions in an emoji form. And then they can point. That I'm feeling that one.
1: Yeah, we should. We should probably get like a <laughs> we need a heart, mom a magic
0: Yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's actually a really good way to because that's something that their brains relate to. Mm-hmm. Because that's the other day when we were having this whole thing going on. I, I was frustrated because I'm a fixer, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay yeah, like you said, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Maybe it's this, Rem, Maybe it's that. Are you feeling this? And then I started getting frustrated because it was none of the mm-hmm. above. And maybe she just didn't even know herself, like yeah. you said. Yeah. And it was just an, kind of an off moment. And I was feeling really bad because I thought I, I don't want her to feel off. I want her to feel happy. And I didn't know how to get to that end result. And it was just time. Like she just needs some time for herself, yep. I guess. But In that moment, yeah, I probably should have just walked away and gotten an emoji chart and said, Remy, look at these emojis. (laughs) No, those
2: are really good for like, I mean, there's probably a good 20 or 30 emotions you could do with an emoji chart, right? That are really good. But there's some some on there that I don't think kids your guys' age understand necessarily 100% what that means. And to even put on an emoji, I don't know, like overwhelmed. How do you make. An overwhelmed emoji. Right. Right? And overwhelmed is something that I guarantee you, you guys feel very, very often that maybe you don't even quite quite comprehend what that emotion is yet. Right? I'm sure you guys feel overwhelmed.
1: Sometimes I get kind of, this is just sometimes. Usually I like when you give me options for something. Like, are you feeling this? Are you feeling that? Sometimes I get annoyed like, because like if I was mad, let's say I was mad, but I didn't. And I was mad at, like, you, but I didn't want to tell you I was mad at you. And you were like, what are you feeling? Are you feeling this, this, this? And, like, I – this has happened before, and I just get mad the more and more you give me options because I
0: just, like
2: – You know what it is. You just don't want to say I'm it. I'm
0: like, go away. I here. because I'm trying to think of an experience, Alyssa, when Bye, you were mad at me and you didn't dare tell me. i are just like <laughs> – I'm pretty I can be pretty intimidating. Is she pretty good
2: at saying it when she feels it or no? (laughs) No,
0: like she's that's what I'm saying. I'm sitting here laughing because I'm like, what the heck? So what would happen? Okay,
2: let's do this. (laughs) What would happen if you were just mad at mom? If
0: I was mad at my mom, I would try to avoid her.
2: So what what would happen though if you were to just be able to say in a very respectful way, but you could even say it with emotion, Mom, I'm just really angry at you. What would happen? I
1: don't know. I feel like if I was mad at her.
2: Do you think she's usually when I'm mad at
1: her, it's something like like she says something, and then I'll back talk to her, and then and then she's like, "Don't back talk to me," and I'm like, "But I was just doing this." She's like, "Go oh, no. to I was like, "And I get mad, so I don't want to talk to her." So I feel like if I said, "I'm mad at you,"
2: so then, was that in in that instance? So was, it, was that you getting mad that you got in trouble, or were you originally mad at mom?
1: It's usually only mad when I get like in trouble. So like when my dad asked me to walk in his back, I'm usually like. Oh, mom asked me to go get this, Mm -hmm. so I have to bring it to her. My mom's like always not wanting to crack her fingers or walk in her back, anything like that. So I would usually just go to her and just stay in there. And then when my dad probably comes in, he'd be like, okay, walk on my back now.
0: So then I usually do it.
2: You sounds and like you need to get dad a chiropractor. Gift <laughs> to <get. I>
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's now it's gone down to Austin. You he does get like a thing. giant robot. It feels good. Like it does feel so good. So Alyssa, I want to go back to this because I want to find out what you, what is your thought process when you are frustrated with me or you can say angry
2: and this I'm is, angry. hey, here's the rules of this room. You don't get in trouble for anything you say in here.
0: Zero. That's what I told the girls before. I'm like, you guys, there's this, it's a safe zone. It's usually like,
1: sometimes when I'm mad, I like want to be mad. Like, I don't want to be happy. And
2: What do you get out of that? Like, why do you, what?
1: I don't know. I just like, like I'm mad at mom right now. I don't want to talk to her and I don't want to. Like, this has only happened, like, a few times, but I just, I just, like, if, if I get in trouble for something and I'm, like, I try to say that I wasn't doing this or, like, whatever I got in trouble for and I'm trying to, like, avoid getting in trouble for it, I guess, like, I'm, like, scared or something. I'm, like, I don't want to go to my room. So,
2: you're mad you got busted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I just don't want to talk to her. And I just want to like so not So one thing be I don't happy. accept is excuses. So yeah. I want yeah. them to
0: just fess up to what they've own done yeah. or fess up to the behaviors, the attitude. And that's, I try to get them to own their actions. And so instead of making excuses, it's like, hey, just admit that you did this. This was not okay. And then there's, you know, yeah, there's going to be a consequence. But like unless i can think of maybe just a very few instances that we've had we don't fight i try really hard not to fight i never fought with my mom growing up ever and that's something i tell the girls all the time like i never fought with my mom i respected her i would never disrespect her
2: but did you ever have did you ever have conflict with your I mom i never
0: had conflict with my mom we honestly had hmm. an amazing relationship and i know that's really rare but it is i rare. but i base it 100% because of my mom yeah she's a saint and the most patient person that i know raising seven sons. I think seven sons and one daughter. Anyway, I think she just, she was a saint and I literally never had one conflict with my mom. I think one in my life. And I think I was 21 and we had a little disagreement.
2: Yeah. And so, I mean, conflicts normal. Yeah. Conflict can be really good depending on how you handle it. Right. And so
0: I try really hard to, to have a good relationship with my daughters Mm because I want them to grow up and be healthy and all this. But every once in a while when we have a conflict, I just want them to own their actions. And so when they refuse to own their actions and it goes down that path, then.
2: Do you chase after it?
0: I I Sometimes, think I do. Yes. I don't let it go. But like I love like well, when Deacon it said yeah. is like, hey, give me a few minutes and let's come back to it. So I think that's actually, I'm really loving that because I think that's really healthy.
3: I have a good story to tell. So this year I looked at all my Christmas presents, but I lied to my mom that I didn't look at one because I heard that. The joy was looking at children, opening them up, so I lied that I didn't look at one.
2: Because you were trying to let let us still feel the joy?
3: Yeah, so so I'm going to, (laughs) like, pretend like I didn't see it and, Mm -hmm. like, have her seem happy. Yeah?
0: Yeah. I love that kids still try and protect
2: us. He snuck and look at all of his presents.
1: (laughs) I saw one of my presents once, and I love to be surprised. And I know my mom loves to see us, like, be so yes, surprised. We do love it. So I once saw a present lying out in her closet, and I, I actually started crying because I was like, "Oh no, she's gonna get so mad at me." <laughs> and I was like six or eight, and I was like,
3: "She's gonna get so mad at me." I saw the present. Well, I, learned, wanted
1: a, to get I me.
2: learned a good lesson from my wife. I'm the therapist, and I learned a good lesson from my wife. I was mad that Deacon looked at all of his presents, and I said, "I'm gonna sell them all or give them all away." She goes, what good is that going to do? That's not a natural consequence. The natural consequence is it's just going to suck Christmas morning when he already knows what he's getting.
0: That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what my kids, that's like their fear is they do not want to know what they're getting. Yeah. This girl yeah. I want to be surprised. For like one,
1: I saw one present like, like two No, or like one week ago or something like that. I looked at one present because I just couldn't wait and, it's, and it was like like a long time till Christmas because I just like to see at least one. So I'm usually, I'm usually looking at at least one and then like, okay, that's all I want to see. And then like the next day, I would see a laying down on my mom's carpet or something like that. I'm like, I got to get out of here before mom sees me. and so not get I just, busted. Okay, wait, one second. You said one week ago.
0: Yeah. How do you know it was for you? It could have been for Alyssa.
2: So let me ask you guys this. When mom is trying to get you, like she's coming after you, right? To be like, just tell me what, just be honest or whatever she says. I don't know how she communicates it, right? Is there anything mom could do to help you do that? Is there any way she could do it differently?
1: Actually... Yes, like sometimes she gets frustrated with us. Mm -hmm. Like when she says, well, the cleaning fairy didn't, (laughs) every single night, does it just go... Doesn't just go around cleaning
0: whenever we make messes. Mom says and the then... same
2: thing. How do you <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh my gosh. I tell them all the time, there's no cleaning fairy. <laughs> She's like, oh, so, your so the monster
1: yeah. did it. The ghost, Gasper did it, huh? Like, yeah. Because
0: this is their famous thing. I'll come if Nate and I go out and we come back in the house is a disaster. I'm like, hey, who spilled all the popcorn all over the living room? Nobody fusses really? up. I'm like, oh, so we just have a boogeyman that just comes in and yeah. spills popcorn yeah. and you guys all realize the there's no cleaning fairy, right? Yeah,
1: like whenever she says, Well, me and Dad were gone and all of the kids were here, so it at least has to be one of you. And it's it and it's usually me and Soren. <laughs> and I just don't Ooh. and I and I just don't wanna Say it because I know I'm gonna get in
0: trouble. Do you think you really would get in trouble, or do you think I would say, okay, then Remington clean it up?
1: That's you would sense. do the opposite of that. I feel like
2: what what, what would happen?
1: She'd, I I actually like don't know,
2: but in your head, is. it's like, oh, it's gonna look like this. Yeah, so I don't want it's to, it's
1: gonna look like well, if you just lie,
0: well, try me out maybe. next time and just admit to it.
2: See what happens happens. if you
1: lie and then admit to it, maybe she'll get
0: a little mad. But
1: if you just admit
0: to it right away, then she'll just like then clean it up. Yeah, it's like But if you're like I didn't do it and then you're like So this is a perfect example of what happened with Soren the other day. I knew that he'd done something and he broke something or made a big giant mess and he would not admit to it. But I knew that he did it. And he was lying, just lying to my face and he wouldn't admit it. Oh, yes. He broke my broom. So I just bought a broom. I don't know why the kids tend to break my broom. At least once a year, I'm buying a broom. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I couldn't find the broom. And he went out and Remy said, oh, I saw it out on the trampoline. And then she brought it and it was broken. And I said, who broke the broom? And nobody admitted it. And I said, well, it didn't just break itself. Like, who broke the broom? And nobody was admitting it. And finally, Remy has to... And and you
1: were saying it was me because I was Mm -hmm. the one... That found it in the,
0: in out outside on the tram. and, and then you should have told me it was Soren was out there jumping with his friends. So I said, okay, Soren, did you break the broom? No, 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 no. Kept saying no, 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 and then we figured it was Soren. And he and I said, okay, well, you can just you go to your room until you want to tell me what really happened. And he went in there and he was sobbing, like so he mad. was so mad. He threw a full tantrum mm-hmm. and started yelling and like. Mm-hmm who was this psycho child? I didn't know who he was. Cause he doesn't normally do yeah. that, you know? <laughs> and I was Baby. like, okay, we'll just let him go to his room. But yep. then I felt bad. I went in there. I said, okay, Soren, I just really want you to tell me the truth. What happened? And he goes, okay, I was, I was sweeping the trampoline and I left it out there and my friend and I were jumping and we jumped on the broom and it broke. And I said, well, why didn't you just tell me? And he goes, cause I thought you would be mad at me. And I said, well, no, I was mad at you for lying. And if you told the truth, I said, yeah, we would have had some sort of a consequence. You could have worked, you know, done some chores around the house and we could have gone and bought a new broom. Yeah. But he was so afraid of telling the truth because he thought he was going to be so much in more trouble for admitting that he broke something. Yeah. So I was like, how do we, how did we get from telling the truth to lying about it and then throwing a tantrum? Because he, I don't know, it was just this whole.
2: Kids, we like to, as kids, we like to play worst case scenario in our heads. Especially if we have some underlying anxiety there for whatever reason. It doesn't have to be like diagnosed anxiety, but just overwhelmed in life or stress. It's just, we like to play worst case scenario in okay. our head. So what's the difference? Let's just talk about this for a minute. So if mom's upset at you, or it feels like mom's upset at you, or dad's upset at you, what are some things you guys could say that would help you in that moment? What are some, like, Let's let's pretend mom and dad are going crazy.
0: Because that happens. Yeah. I mean, let's be
2: honest. What are some things that that you guys think you could say that might help? Not that you're going to fix mom and dad's crazy in that moment, that but will help maybe you communicate better rather than reacting to mom and dad.
3: First of all, that crazy mode is almost the whole your my whole life, and um, <laughs> you could you could not be close to me. First of all, okay.
2: So you need distance, space. Okay. Me,
3: that's what I always and, like, to, like um, step away. Just go, go get yourself. A shaking shack.
0: A shaking shack. Feet
2: food. Go treat your. Oh, because oh, mom gets hangry. She does get hangry.
0: So you're saying mom needs to step away and go feed herself? Yes. So maybe mom needs some self care.
2: Yeah, self so care for mom,
0: sure. Take a step back. And you know, what? I have a Deacon, that's really smart because I've honestly done that where I will just like, if I'm too stressed out, and this doesn't happen too often, but every once in a while, I'll be like, I'll just jump in my car. I'm going to go for a drive. I'm going to go grab a soda. I'm just going to go to Target. I'm going to go wherever and just kind of chill out for a sec.
1: If they get crazy, I'm just like, I don't want to be around them. I just try to like.
2: Well, the hard part is is you might not have the power to do that because you guys are little. And we want to avoid getting into a power struggle with each other. That's why what's happening when we ask questions like, is it this? Is it this? Or tell me about your feelings. or Tell me about your emotions. And they're not able to communicate it. Then it turns into a power struggle. Right. So if you guys are feeling that clinch by mom and dad, what are what's the best thing to do? Tell them. Yeah. So and if if they're a little heightened or a little angry, it's okay to wait. But what I always tell kids to do is, okay, go along with it for right now. Do what you need to do. Mom's asking you to do this, go do this. If mom just go along with it, and then when everything's calm, come back and say, Hey, mom, when that happened, it really made me feel this way. Or I felt this. I felt sad. I felt like you weren't listening to me. I felt, right?
3: Maybe you should do that too.
2: I do definitely need to do that more often. I feel like
3: maybe parents.
2: Yeah, well, that would be an opportunity to start the conversation. Because you could say, I felt this way. And mom would be like, I understand why you felt that way. And here, I felt this way about it. This is how I felt. So maybe it could help you understand that. And help each of us understand that what was going on in the other's person's head isn't what we thought it was.
1: Yeah, I've tried to say that like a couple, several, actually several times. I've wanted to say like, like, I didn't like that. I didn't. I didn't want you to say that or whatever. But it's like awkward and like just talking. Like me and my friends have built this relationship and like this like trust where we can we can tell each other when, like, hey, I didn't like what you said to me over there. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't... Like, we've just built this bond where we can tell each other how we're feeling about what they've done or something. But it's always that awkward, like, okay, am I going to tell them? Like, that kind of, like, okay, what am I going to say? When am I going to say? Because, like, that's happened so many times where you're like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't like what you said there. Ooh, that, like...
0: Are you talking about when you want to express something to me or dad?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just like in general, if you want to say something. I think that's very adult. It's very hard.
0: It's hard work. I mean, it's hard for adults to do that.
2: Well, and I I think the key there is uh, as we get older, we realize we need some time to think about how we actually feel about it. Because sometimes we react in the moment and that's not helpful either. And so sometimes it's helpful just to take some time. Like, so what I was saying earlier, sometimes it's good to just step away for a little while, just go along with the flow of whatever mom and dad is doing, and later come back once you figure out how you really feel about it, just communicate it.
1: Yeah, like sometimes whenever my mom and dad are just in the room, like my dad's on his phone and then my mom's just on the computer doing stuff, I would usually and like go outside and then just hang out with my dog and then just play with him because there's nothing to do and then i just want some space because like usually i'm just off kind of when like an off like don't want to talk to anyone and then that usually happens sometimes and i would just like chill
0: outside and yeah, so I think it's okay for kids to take some time yep. and have some space. So, as a mom, going back to you know when we were first talking about, it, it's like building that relationship mm-hmm. of trust with our kids mm-hmm. when they're young. I know it's it was it's always been a stress for me, just from the time they were like sort and six, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I work on it. I'm constantly working on it. So I spend try and spend ample time with him to make sure that he knows I love him, and we have conversations, and I listen, and I try and engage in things that he thinks are fun. Like we just sat and did a puzzle the other day you yeah. know i had a million things to do but i was like hey let's finish this puzzle you know And of course i'm still working on it and he's off playing with his dinosaurs he's yeah. out in the backyard and i'm like i gotta finish this puzzle <laughs> but i i think if we can if we can let our kids if we cannot stress as parents right Some, i think i do that and my kids like i think austin i don't know it was maybe our third or fourth episode and i was telling something like i stressed out you know as a mom and he's like no you're doing a good job mom and I remember thinking that was the most validation mm-hmm. I could have had is my kids to say, you're doing a good job mm-hmm. because we stress about it and I want them to know how much I love them and I want them to be healthy emotionally, physically, spiritually. And, and it starts at a young age. And like Remington said, sometimes it's okay to just let them go have a moment, yep. walk away and let them breathe and not constantly be like, are you okay? What's going on? Is it this? Is it that? You know, in their face all the time. And I think it's okay when they go have their free time and their free moments, and not constantly being maybe harassed by mom. They
2: need, yeah, they need to get out of that because when they're when they're harassed, maybe is a, a strong word, but it makes sense, right? Yeah. Like they're being bombarded by all these things. You know what's in a, in in your brain? The amygdala has potential to be fired up, and then you, they're in fight, flight, or freeze. Nothing's gonna get done, right? So. That's something I always tell parents and even couples when I'm working with couples. If you guys are fighting and it's getting heightened, your brain's not working, right? Because you're in fight, flight, or freeze mode, nothing's going to be accomplished. So space is good. Now, for a second, I want to talk a little bit about what can parents do? And this is something maybe you guys can have a little bit of insight on. Because I think sometimes parents worry about, does my kid deal with anxiety or depression above what is normal? And what do you do about that? That's really, really kind of a hard thing to judge and kind of a hard thing to see. And my first thought is if, you, if you're if you concerned about that, ask for some extra help, right? Go see a therapist and have, just have them talk. It, it may not need to be like my kidneys being therapy for five years, but maybe they just need a couple sessions with the therapist For the therapist be like, I think this is just situational or no, there's some underlying anxiety. Let's give them some tools and it doesn't have to last long. But things that parents can watch out for, It's just any changes in their behavior, right? And even like simple things like eating and sleeping. Are they spending more time in their room? You know, I have a a good friend who is a psychiatrist and she always tells me prickly teenagers, prickly kids is almost always linked to something going on as far as like depression. She goes, if they're angry or upset, it's usually anxiety or depression. And it's not in a normal sense, but like this is how they normally operate is if they're in that mode all the time. And we're looking for changes in attitudes, changes in belief systems, not little things where they're growing and developing, but like drastic changes. And so we need to pay attention to that. Even little kids. Parents, if you watch how your kids play, there's a lot of insight you can get into that. And there's a lot of cool questions you can ask. So let's say Remy, when she's a little bit little, I don't know if you still play with dolls. You're a little getting a little old. Do you still play with dolls? Yeah. Like Barbies and stuff?
1: Like. Yeah,
3: sometimes
2: you yeah. did the voices you. <laughs> but anyway, so like, let's or the boy is playing with his dinosaurs or whatever, right? Ew. And you're just noticing you love dinosaurs and Pokemon. Let's just be honest here.
3: Okay.
2: All right. So, and they're they're getting violent with them or playing with them. Like, don't judge it. Don't be like, oh my gosh, you're getting violent because part of that's normal. But like, say, hey, I- notice, I notice your toys are getting really. Upset with each other. What's going on? What's going on between them? And let him answer. Let her answer. And you'll get some insight into what's going on in their head.
3: Does that work with video games too?
2: E- no. Video games is completely different.
3: Okay. Just wondering.
2: Yeah. Deacon has a little bit of a video game issue, don't you?
3: <laughs> too much. <laughs> Not so a little
2: bit. Too why'd you much? kill
1: this guy? What did he do to you? <laughs> huh? So,
2: but like, it's just looking at how they, even how they play with their friends and then asking those open-ended questions. Right, Or even if you're, they're spending more time in the room. Hey, notice you've been spending more time in your room. You want to talk about what's why? What's going on with that? And I might just be like, I'm just overwhelmed with school and stress. That's useful information. It could be, I just don't want to fight. And every time I'm out in the living room, I'm fighting with one of my siblings. That's useful information. Like open-ended questions are really, really useful.
0: But I think that's really good as open-ended questions. And I think some of the questions that you've given are really great and not just saying how was your day or what's going on because they probably don't know how to answer that. They really don't. And and anybody who's had children knows that when you answer that, when you ask that the response is generally not something that you... A
2: shrug or something. Yeah,
0: It's like when
1: Soren's playing with his dinosaurs and he's like hitting them against each other and then one loses his leg. It's like a different kind of feeling of like what he's gonna be doing like a like kind of an angry feeling that mm-hmm. he just like bangs them around and swinging them all
2: right so you want to i'm gonna train you to be a therapist right now okay okay so what kind of question could you ask him about that do you think
1: what's going on there soren
2: <laughs> well you know how i would yes right but you know what i would ask him i'd say what's that dinosaur's name What's that dinosaur's name? So you got, let's say, you got Mark and David, and Mark and David are fighting, <laughs> and Mark is chewing off David's leg. Okay, so you could be like Soren. Why is Mark so angry at David? What happened? Right, and just kind of started asking these questions about the dinosaurs. Right? And you'll get some insight into what's going David on. David ate so.
3: Mark's babies.
2: Oh. Yeah, David ate Mark's babies. And he's just really, really... Up- or maybe the cute, the the Barbies or the dolls are fighting. She stole her coupons, and she's very upset. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right?
1: My mom has come downstairs so many times and been like, okay, can you guys play a little nicer? And we're
0: like, no, she stole her shoes. <laughs> they play this game called House of Them, And then they're like mad at the mom I'm like you cannot play mad at the mom not <laughs> we're like, I just want to go it's just like what's the matter we're, like, we're just playing a game mom. so
2: play is super useful yeah
1: it's like when you play home and we're like oh our Mother died, and our we do the fathers at work, because none of us want to be the mother. So they killed the mom. So no one kill wants the to
0: mama. Be yeah, and <laughs> then mom's dead, okay, and, always... and the
1: dad's at work every single day. <laughs> it gets my feelings
0: hurt when I come down. Like you killed the mama. Yeah. You gotta not kill the mama. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so a lot, a lot of play is normal, but if you get into it and you start to understand and you ask more questions, you'll get little insights about what's going on in the world just from asking questions. About what the to- what the toys are doing.
0: Well, and I always find it funny when they do that because they say things that I say and I hear them say it and I go, oh, I know where they got that because yeah. I say that, you know, and I look back and I go, okay, maybe I shouldn't say, you know, that's really obnoxious. Or I hear them say little things to each other when they play home or house or whatever they call it. And
2: I want me to teach you guys, the kids, the the magic formula on how to talk to mom and dad to get more of what you want. Yes. When we teach you the magic trick? Yes. Okay. So you say, I feel, and then you communicate the feeling, okay, as best as you can. And then you tell them why you feel that way. Okay. Now here's the hardest part, and this is why you need maybe some space away to think about it before you come to mom and dad with this. And then you say, I need Okay, so let's say I'm getting... I'm trying to think of some arguments I got into with my mom. I didn't get into many arguments with my mom. I was a pretty easygoing kid that I can remember. Before I was 12, my mom wanted to put me in military school, but I don't, rem- I don't remember any of it. Deacon, can we use you as an example? Sure. Okay, so Deacon's upset, and this happens a lot because he feels like it's unfair because he gets in trouble way more than his brother does, and the punishment... is <laughs> just like, yep. Um, the... And he doesn't feel like the consequences match. He feels like Noah gets off a lot easier.
3: And he plays video games more.
2: So he gets really frustrated. And me and mom, we see the bigger picture. We understand what's really going on. All the kids are different, blah, blah, blah. But if Deacon could say, I feel... What's a feeling associated with that? Angry. I feel angry, frustrated, upset. Because it seems like you guys go really easy on Noah and I need what? Some what do you need in that moment? The need part's the hardest part for a kid.
3: I need Noah. To, I need Noah to have Xbox taken away for a month.
2: See, that's why it's hard because that's not actually accurate in that moment. Yeah, but what, what you could saying. need, but what you could need is I need time to calm down, or I need to talk to you more about this because it's really bothering me, right? Like you always got to communicate a need. So if you tell them what you're feeling with starting with an I statement, don't say you're such a mean mom. That's not, that's, that's a feeling, but it's not, you're not communicating your feeling. I feel angry. I feel upset. I feel disappointed. I feel disrespected, right? I feel not listened to, right? This is why. And then I need,
1: So when you say I need, like, what what do you mean? Like, I need this feeling or something?
2: No. So, like, think about the need as what could help you feel differently about it. What something that person can do that would help you. Now, it's not their job to fix your feelings, but they can help create an environment where you start to feel differently about it. In, in adult words we're talking that I need is you setting a boundary basically but we're not we're, we're talking on a smaller scale here
0: so maybe I can think of a little example yeah. Is that and Remy can I use you as an example yes. with your schoolwork yeah so Remington it, this online has been really hard it's actually been like alyssa's thriving at it she's doing great yeah she's the only one of my kids that's actually that this is working for I'm an a plus student the other three Luke Remington and Soren are all struggling yeah. online. It's not working for them. And they're very social. They need to be in school. They, they love that. They thrive off that environment. So this year, this these last couple of months have actually been really, really hard on Remington. Mm-hmm. And it's been hard to stay up on her work. She's got a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I have to sit with Soren because he's in first grade. and yep. He doesn't understand a lot of what's going on. So I tend to have to sit with Soren. And she's in school at the same time. So I miss a lot of what's going on in her class. And then she gets behind and then I get frustrated that she's behind. And sometimes I don't step back and realize the whole big picture. Like, this is not easy for her. Yeah. Her teacher assigns her a ton of work that I think is so unnecessary. And then, so then I will say, hey, like, why are you not, why is, why do you not have all your homework done? You know, and then Remington gets sad and frustrated. And then we, we kind of go the rounds, right? So this is a good That's skill a that I example. would love for Remington to say, Mom, I'm feeling I'm feeling like angry or I can't do my work. Stressed. And she has said that yeah. to me before. Yeah. So she'll say, Mom, I'm this is so hard, I'm frustrated, I just know this. and I'm like, just get it done. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I say. Stressed. And I'm feeling really bad because sometimes I don't have that patience. I'm like, Remy, just go get it done. You know what needs to be done, log in your teacher, just get it done. You know, so I've missed the mark mm-hmm. on Rem. Yeah. So now I want Remington to learn to say I feel. I feel and I need from you, Mom. I need help from you, Mom. For,
1: like, my homework and, like,
0: that. Yeah, like, for all my missing assignments. So she needs my time. Yeah. And I think if if I heard her say that more, instead of, you know, saying, I just, I'm frustrated and then we just go with the rounds. If... Kids can learn to say, I need. From you mom or dad Mm -hmm. Then I think we would be able to take a step Back and go oh okay I I didn't know you needed anything I just Thought you were frustrated yeah
2: and I think they Know better than we do a lot of times like I've had plenty of kids I work with who they Just figure out if I tell my mom I need I have one kid I was working with that he was Feeling frustrated not only just because of The situation with the school he was getting Behind but he was having to do it with his three Other brothers in the same room He's like mom I just need my own space And I think I'll be okay right that and he was able to communicate that mom's like oh yeah that makes sense right so communicating needs is super super important Oh,
3: but yeah. when i was doing online school i was like oh i don't want to go back to in-person school but when i went back to in-person school i was like oh i feel so bad for those online kids it's hard. It's so much easier in person
2: so here's the thing they might not always know what they need or know that they need to communicate it. So that's where mom and dads can be like, okay, you have to validate the feeling, right? You have to be like, okay, I get you're frustrated and I understand why you're frustrated. I get it. That makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Can you help me understand what I could do to help you with that? That would be to help them figure out what the needs are, right? Make it a little bit more clear for them.
0: Yeah, we can probably do that as parents to say, yeah, what what can I do? I think we needed to take a step back because I think the times that we're experiencing right now, as parents, we need to realize like this is so much harder on our kids that I think yep. we are acknowledging yep. and we're seeing I'm I'm starting to see like I said, I have three kids mm-hmm. who this is not working for at all. You know, Luke is a straight A student and this year's been really hard yeah. and it's and I'm seeing a change, but it's like finding what will work and giving them that space and saying, okay, I'm, I know this is hard. I'm sorry. This is frustrating. And I know in a normal circumstances, normal circumstance being in person in school, this wouldn't be the case. So having patience with your kids as we're going through these things mm-hmm. and still making sure that we're listening to what their needs and, and to can, if I can just say to my kids and all other kids and teenagers that are out there, know that as parents, we don't purposely try and make your life miserable nope. like like we, we are also experiencing and trying to hold it together and i try and tell that to my kids like i'm trying to hold it together for all of us as well through these hard times you know we're we got work and we've got the household we got the kids and all your activities and
2: we mess up sometimes and we mess
0: up and i tell them i'm like even like when i said i had that argument with soren the other day and i was so mad at him for not telling me the truth i apologize i said i'm sorry that i yelled at you and let's try and work really hard to not have arguments between the two of us. You know, and he, his whole demeanor changed when I told him I was sorry. Yep. And kids and teenagers realize too, as parents, like we we need a little patience as you well, if that's down. okay.
2: You gotta <laughs> slow down. One more thought, you know, I should have brought this up at the very beginning when we were talking about how do we foster that trust and how do we teach our kids to do this? Just as a side note, parents, if you get good at communicating your emotions in a healthy way to your kids, in an appropriate way, they're going to start doing it. Like they model what they see. So when you're upset at them, if you're to be like, Hey, I'm just really upset. If you use that still that same phrase, I feel about, I need, I feel really disrespected that you lied to me. And I feel really upset that you can't trust me with that. And I need you to work on being more honest with me, right? Like just we will model if we can model communicating emotions healthily with our kids it's it's good the problem is that some of us parents struggle with that still too yeah so we gotta practice
1: i think it's it's just like it's a trust thing like i would never talk i would not like communicate as much as like i communicate with my mom if i didn't like have that trust with her and have that like bond with her because sometimes and i know this sometimes when i'm talking it's this is probably not important but I just want to get it out there, you know? It's just like I like I wouldn't talk to like my parents about stuff if I didn't trust them. And like I feel because they they talk to me, they like they'll I just I don't know cuz they they talk to me, they ask me like it's as simple as like how was your day? That I can like talk to them and I know they they they'll listen to me and you know and sometimes it's not important and it's just like uh, why are you saying this but I know I can talk to them and they'll listen to me because they trust me and I trust them so yeah I I trust my parents a lot and it's just like there's some things that I don't really want to talk about and it's like and if I do want to talk about to to them, talk about the thing to them, that I can't say it, because I know what I'm gonna say, it's just I can't say it, because, and I'm like, it's like a personal thing if I don't want to say something. Like, yesterday I didn't want to tell a story to everyone, so, (laughs) yeah, but I told it to everyone, so yeah
2: do you know what has helped a lot of kids in my office when they have these feelings and they don't want to necessarily talk about it or they don't know how to talk about it but they need to get it out or they need their parents to understand how they're feeling i have them draw a picture of the feeling mm. can you draw me a picture of what this feeling looks like and sometimes it just looks like a whole bunch of struggle marks on a paper and that's somebody's feeling anxiety that's what my brain feels like right now right yeah. So sometimes it's useful to draw a picture instead of just saying what you're feeling. If you're an artsy person, I'm not, but I just draw stick figures.
0: Shame. But I think that's I think that's great. Giving them skills to express themselves in another way verbally, because Remy's like mm-hmm. she doesn't express herself verbally. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Alyssa, she's more mm-hmm. willing to share. And Luke is a little bit that way too. Austin's a little bit more verbal with mm-hmm. gestures. And of course, everybody knows what Soren's feeling because he will just tell you because yeah. he's six. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, so I think parents realizing that your children have other ways of expressing themselves like whether it is maybe drawing a picture or go write in your journal i i was a journal writer growing up because not because i don't think my parents would have listened i think they would have but they had eight kids in nine years and so we were like stair steps they were so busy i just felt like i don't want to burden
2: them with anything else your brain works differently when you write Yeah, so I would just
0: write in a journal, and I I have lots of journals, and I wrote everything that I experienced and felt. So that's another way to get kids to express how they feel, maybe.
2: And if you kids, if you're listening to this, parents, if you're listening to this, if you're not comfortable talking to mom and dad, but you have somebody in your life that you are, it's okay to go to mom and dad. Like, I don't know if I can talk about this right now, but I would really like to – I could talk to Aunt Julie about it, so I'm going to talk. And then mom will be like, okay, that's good, as long as you're talking about it. Right. So if you have somebody that you can trust, whether that's like a school counselor or a a family friend or a relative that you trust, an older brother or sister, use them too.
0: Yeah. And parents don't be offended by that. Cause I know I have some friends and people that I've known that have been offended by that. And I'm like, I'm just grateful that they have anybody to want to talk to.
3: This might sound weird, but I just like talking to myself about it to my dog. Cause I make the voice. So useful. As as my dog.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you know what? Sometimes I have my dog in my office and when the kids don't want to know, say what they're saying, or they're afraid to say it to me, or their mom or dad, I just say, "Hey, can you just whisper it to the dog? Dog can't tell anybody, and at least it's out, right? At least yeah. they're saying it."
0: Yeah, I think it's important just to get them to express their feelings in somewhere there. And if you can get them to talk, then, and like you said, start them when they're young, just talking. Yep, I think it's important to listen as parents, and that goes back to the whole purpose of why we're here is we want to listen we want to get those skills to learn how to listen to our children and then as they are teenagers maybe it will will have already developed some of those skills to be able to listen and and help them out when they need so do you guys have any final thoughts so we always end with some final thoughts that you have to share of things that we've been talking about today Alyssa do you have any final thoughts that maybe advice that you can give to parents on how to keep like, that communication open with their children.
1: I don't know. I feel like you kind of have to start it when they're younger just like having that trust. Cause like just having that trust and like that bond, knowing that you can talk to them is like so comforting. Like if I had nobody that I could talk to, I don't know what I I'd do. I'd, I'd be dead. It, it I have so much stuff to say. Too. Just, because, I mean, sometimes I, I don't want to talk, but then, I don't know, I just, having that trust with your parents, and, like, it doesn't even have to be your parents, like you were saying, just anybody you can talk to that you
0: trust. Good. Thanks. Remi, do you have any final thoughts for us?
1: Yeah, so, like, for the parents, you can express your feeling with, like, an angry situation, but... When you, like, get angry at us kids, we get this feeling that you're mad at us for, like, something that, like, we kind of didn't do, but we actually did. So in the middle of those in between, so, like, kind of be happy in a situation when you're mad, kind of, and express it to us that you are mad and you just want some time away and some time to just like go like outside like how i do and i just want some space like you can tell us that you want some space and yeah that's that's just how i want you guys to try and express
0: for us kids Okay, thanks for Deacon.
2: Anything you want to add?
0: Some advice to your parents or any parents? No, to kids. (laughs) kids.
3: Maybe sometimes you don't realize that your parents are doing something for a reason you think. Sometimes they're doing it because of some art reason. Because, like, I didn't know my mom liked the joy of watching me open the presents. I thought she just got the presents for me because.
2: That's uh, what you do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good advice, Deacon. I love
0: that, Deacon. So Jeremy, do you have any final thoughts for us?
2: I think you kids summed it up really well. We need to do better as parents at listening and in modeling the behavior that we want back. And I don't think we're the greatest at it all the time. I know I'm not. So parents, just commit to your kids either verbally or just with to yourself that you're going to do a better job of listening and empathizing. And that will help them do the same thing. And then you create the environment where it's safe for them to talk. And that's the goal of all of this.
0: Yeah. I think so. I think that's great. So we want to thank Deacon and Alyssa and Remington for their time. Thank you for coming and sharing your thoughts with us. It's been fun to have you and fun to have a new perspective on some challenges and thoughts and feelings from the younger generation. So anyway, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. And we will catch you next time.
2: See you guys later. Bye.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, we can be found on Facebook at mindthegap-teens-talk-we-listen or on Instagram at mindthegap.welisten.